Hey there. We at Blue Wire wanted to thank you for your continued support of this podcast. With over 90 podcasts across our network, we are committed to bringing you great content to fill that sport-shaped hole in your heart. To find more Blue Wire pods, search for us on iTunes or check out bluewirepods.com. And remember, one day sports will return and it will be glorious. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Welcome in, everybody, to the OBR Newswire podcast. I'm your host, Jake Burns. This is the Monday edition. Hope you all had a great weekend. Before we dive too far into the podcast, I want to give a shout-out to betonline.ag, proud sponsors here of not only the OBR Film Breakdown, but all of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. As we have come to trust their online betting expertise, they have things that are still being offered this time of year, as you have heard us say every day on here, the poker, the blackjack, Go on there, guys. Get an opportunity to bet on Madden simulations, other things that can kind of scratch the gambling itch as you, uh, I guess as quarantine winds down here, you can sort of get uh, some money in your pocket. It's always great. They have a nice sign-up bonus that is easy to access, and I think that's a big deal because some companies don't allow you to have access to that sign-up bonus. That bonus promo code is BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. Get that, bo- get that bonus. Go apply it. Go to betonline.ag today. Uh, jumping into what we have today and um, coming up on the website is a couple things I think you might have missed, and I should be, I'd be remiss if I didn't also mention the OBR Film Breakdown podcast where myself, uh, going through several prospects that I have broke down in film rooms, including uh, Jedrick Wills, Grant Delpit, and Harrison Bryant, and then uh, brought on uh, John Stephenson, who is also going to um, have one new film room coming up this week on Jacob Phillips, but he also broke down Jordan Elliott, which he already has a film room up. Check out those uh, those write ups, those film rooms on the on the OBR website. You can find them, and then you can also find little short video clips on our, our OBR film breakdown YouTube channel, which I highly suggest you follow because you're going to get some stuff, uh, sort of some some visual aid that will help you understand where we're coming from. Some um, little tidbits and previews and all of those things as articles come and go, and then. Uh, some stuff that uh, happens later on, right? So we, we will share work and then later in the week supplement that work on the YouTube channel. So follow along there. Coming up also this week, we have uh, Fred Greetham will be posting position-by-position depth chart analysis. He will start with quarterbacks. Some good information in there for you guys to peek about the quarterbacks, especially um, you know some of the guys, fringe guys, end of the roster. So if you don't know uh, anything about uh, Kevin Davidson, who the Browns brought in from uh, undrafted free agent, out of Princeton, you can read up on him a little bit. Fred does a great job on these depth chart pieces, so we can give you a preview of what's to come as this this dry period where we try to figure out what the heck the Browns are going to do. Almost like we only get information on some of their plans and decisions as these um, YouTube channel shows, right? Building the Browns come out, so we'll we'll try to provide as much analysis as we possibly can. Um, you know, when those things trickle out, and, and Fred will do a nice job with that. I also know Stephen Thomas will have something that will come out this week as well. Uh, come, kind of covering his first mock draft. I've read some of his his first draft, and it's good. It's very informative, and I think you guys will enjoy that um, as well. And then, like I said, Jacob Phillips will have a film room that will come out this week, and then I'm hoping to have a Nick Harris um, center from Washington, fifth-round pick, 160, uh, hoping to have his film room out late, maybe Friday. We'll see. A lot of film to cut up there. Always tough. you got to go through every single play for offensive line and judge and analyze and try to find some things that translate into their player profile. So that will be fun. Before we get to our guest, though, I'm going to talk to you 
about our other sponsor, Blue Chew. If you are running into an issue in the bedroom, nobody wants that, first of all. If you're running into an issue there and need a little help, Blue Chew's there to help, right? They have the first ever chewable that comes to you discreetly to your door. Not only does it come discreetly to your door with no labeling on the packaging, you also get a a doctor's visit that is completely anonymous and will be uh, over the video conference um, that that allows you to, to not have to go out into the doctor's office which is which is really fantastic and discreet and nobody has to know anything. So Blue Chew has, like I said, the same ingredients Viagra Cialis have, and you can take them on a full stomach. And again, it's a chewable, which uh, which makes it work even faster. And um, you know, you need it to be fast sometimes. You never know. So Blue Chew's online physician, like I said, is free of cost. And once approved, your order ships straight to your door. That discreet packaging. It's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use the promo code BLUEWIRE. You just have to pay that $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. Blue Chew, Blue Wire. See what's going on there? So uh, appreciate Blue Chew for the sponsorship. And hopefully you guys, if needed, can get there and take advantage of that fantastic offer. So we are going to have... Jared Mueller on, who is our usual Monday guest, and we are going to talk about a bevy of topics, including where the Browns are going in the immediate and in the future with an eye on things ahead. Paul DePodesta made note of this. So, Jared, welcome in, buddy. I want to get right to it, man. Like, you you, you made a point to me off air here about this, this segment on uh, building the Browns and what Paul DePodesta was saying about an eye here and an eye in the future. What do you, what are your, you know, what is your takeaway there? So at about the 14 minute mark, he talked about one of their goals was to bring in more draft picks for next year. And so for me, it's a really interesting place to be. And it's something that uh, for our subscribers know that sometimes things go up in Rumor Central that we don't put out in kind of more public forums like this. But it was something that was described to me before the draft. And that's uh, that the Browns kind of see their team as a team for now. And a team for later. And I think uh, knowing me and knowing, uh, you know, the 10 years that I've been covering sports professionally, I always enjoy kind of looking ahead and what that looks like. And so, you know, for Paul Podesta to say one of their goals was to pick up picks next year, it tells you that the Browns see their window kind of in a really interesting fashion. They're not where the Saints are, which is you know, year to year, they're just trying to compete for the Super Bowl, but they're also not where the Browns have been for the last, I don't know, 20 years where they're they're tearing down, rebuilding, those kind of things. The Browns are somewhere in between, and I think um, the series that I'm going through, my third piece will be this week, uh, just kind of looking ahead to next offseason. So it's kind of like what we do with future mock drafts is, well, what's going to happen next offseason or what could happen? Uh, you know, the first time I just kind of, the first of the series, I looked at where the team's contracts were. Um, and then just kind of who could be coming up for extension, who's going to be free agent decisions. They have to make those kind of things. The second one I really looked at given all of that information, what kind of needs will the team have, uh, coming up because a lot of good teams tend to plan for that a year ahead. Um, and then the third piece, I'm really just going to kind of do a mock off season, uh, which is kind of looking at how do the Browns look to fill those needs? So for me, it was a really uh, deep Podesta statement, again, at the 14-minute mark of the building of the Browns, when he talks about that, really made it interesting because it almost makes it clear that one of their goals weren't solely on winning a Super Bowl this year. And so I feel like when we have the window conversation of how when is their window opening i feel like the browns see this year as the window opening for the playoffs but realizing with a new coach who's a first-time coach 
Baker, all the adjustments, all of that kind of stuff, that it may not be fair to even expect them to even compete beyond kind of just making the playoffs. And I don't know if that is a realistic expectation or if fans have kind of blown through the roof for what their expectations are. But the fact that they wanted more picks next year seems really telling to me that they don't think they're ready to compete for a Super Bowl in 2020. It doesn't mean they don't want to win, but that was kind of a, a eye opener that finally something was in public that said, hey, we're going to look to the future still a little bit here. And so I don't know, Jake, as you look at where the team is, what do you think about where their competitive window, I guess, is? It's a fascinating topic for me because as a fan, you, you want to hear these guys go. The goal is to win the Super Bowl right now, right? You want to hear. And I think, you know, anytime a new organizational structure comes into place, which is what has happened here, you are always going to lay a timetable out. There's always any interview you have for any position. And I'm not just talking football, but um, any position you're going to say, what's your, t- you know, what is my advancement opportunities or here's where I want to be in four years? Well, I would guarantee that Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski, a big part of their interview process was here's where we want to be in four years. And I would imagine the Browns probably gave, you know, the hiring committee sitting on the other side, JW, Jimmy, all of those guys, Paul DiBodesta are saying, here's where we think it is in four years. So there's a meshing of those visions, right? And um, I don't think it is groundbreaking information to say that they don't expect to be competing for a Super Bowl this year. Could it happen? Ultimately, yeah, it probably could. I mean, if Baker plays extremely well, the offense clicks, they have the skill, talent, wide receiver, everybody stays pretty healthy, they get um, unexpected and solid linebacker play, and they maybe sign a veteran or make a trade, whatever. Yeah, it could happen, but I don't think they're saying this is the time to do like like go for it at an unparalleled level. Um, I would imagine that what they're trying to do is say, hey, we have the talent to compete now. We think we can win the division. Uh, the goal is to make the playoffs and go from there because in the playoffs, everything's a coin flip, right, for the most part. Yep. And then, um, you know, from that stage, you would say, how do we keep an eye on the future also? Because we have some guys who are getting older, right? Treader, Batonio are kind of trickling up there in years. You have Olivier Vernon, who's a little bit older, um, among a few other positions that you sign one-year deals for. So you say, how do we keep our eye also on the future to keep this window prolonged if we find the window? they got to find the window first. That's the most important thing, right? <laughs> find the window. Yep. Then how do you keep that window from closing all too quickly? Um, you know, if you look at, say, the Rams, for instance, how do we keep that window from closing? And the Rams are trying to fight to keep it open. But, you know, my, my point is they will always try to keep picks coming. You always, the best teams try to way to keep finding picks, whether that's through smart trades that include future year picks like we saw this year or compens- uh, compensatory picks like we see some really intelligent teams uh, like the Patriots and the Eagles do, right? Um, those teams who are able to gather talent, let that talent help them thrive, and then maybe they say, okay, well, we've got these other guys who can step in, or we could use a draft pick to find immediate talent too, and then they find those picks. So that's what the Browns should be doing. I mean, they have veterans who are going to be up for contracts or are walking away, and they want to have as many future picks as possible because you want to keep influxing talent and opportunities via those picks. So that's why you should be pretty excited about 10 picks next year, but also it seems as though they've made a run in making really – themselves really competitive this year if they were really punting and trying to say we don't think we're going to be they wouldn't have signed Conklin they wouldn't have signed Hooper they would not have gone out 
and made those deals. But they have shown that, the, hey, we want to try to balance going for it right now without breaking the bank and really jeopardizing the future of some young this young core that we think could be competitive for a while. And also, you know, keeping an eye on the future to say, hey, we can add more picks and more players and positions of value as these guys get a little older. Think of adding that in the perfect example of this is adding the extra pick at 160 right and mm-hmm. from that pick you get a center who could potentially down the line take over for treader that's like the picture of what they want to do with this whole operation you're adding extra mid-round picks second round third round fourth round picks over the next year you might have to let go of jarvis or odell one of the two for some reason whether it's a player in unhappiness or a contract situation that could that could arrive so um you, you, you know, that's the thing about being a GM is it's the eye on the now and the future. The thing that I continue to say and hope for, Jared, is that this eye on the future is 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 a, a place that some GM and head coach can go to. If this duo, the way they're connected, <laughs> they are connected from an intelligence standpoint and they connect to Deep Podesta on a deep thinking level, um, if they can't get three to four years I don't know if a group ever will. If they are fired after one or two years, I'm just going to literally – I'm just going to stop caring. I, I hate to say that. I'm not saying stop caring in terms of like not being a Browns fan. I'm saying stop caring in terms of saying this pick makes sense for the future or that trade makes sense for the future because it'll just be like, I don't care anymore. Who, who knows who will be here? These guys have proven they can't, they can't let any plan try to come to fruition. So my hope is that, man, they, they give this group time. And like you said, they, they, you know, Paul helps them and continues to guide them and Andrew and, and Kevin understand and can stay unified on this plan to attack the now while keeping the later flexible. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting, even this off season and maybe something we're going to need to get used to is these one year deals, right? So a lot of the defense that will play a lot of role this year is going to be these one year guys like Carl Joseph, Sandejo, Andrew Billings, BJ Goodson, uh, Kevin Johnson. Like there's a lot of those guys who, you know, Browns fans aren't used to talent coming in and being used almost as mercenaries. Um, but those talent was brought in. Now, maybe they extend one or two of them in the future uh, throughout the season or whatever. But those those guys were brought in because there was a gap between players who are ready and players, you know, who weren't there. There's a gap that needed to be filled. So I think what's going to be really interesting as hopefully, again, we're assuming this window is opening, is that for fans, for media and for the team is to start to see how Good teams have to act a little differently and do act a little differently. It's not about always being able to keep every one of your players. I think the Patriots lose two or three of the top free agents almost every year, but they're planning ahead. They're they're making one-year deals. They'll trade a fifth, sixth, or seventh-round pick to get a starting-level player who's a little bit older and maybe only around for a year or two because that's what good, good teams do. Like you said, they balance out the now and the later, and I think that's going to be the really interesting thing as we go through this season and the future seasons is what is that balancing like, and can we almost point to, I think as I was watching the draft, it almost felt really easy to point to the now and the later and, and kind of that that really nice mesh of things that, that the team was doing. But you're absolutely right. Um, there are so many names running through my head right now of players I got attached to because the Browns drafted them. And all of a sudden they're where are, you know, Ibrahim Campbell just signed with, I forget who for like his fifth team, but he's someone who I thought could be a really nice third safety, kind of that combo safety. But there are names upon names that we got attached to because the Browns drafted them. We watched them develop. We thought they could be really interesting. And, and then someone, you know, they all got fired. 
someone had to bring in their own guys and here we are. So you're right. None of this matters if a, the window doesn't open, which we both believe is based on Baker Mayfield and B doesn't matter if they're going to fire Stefanski and Barry in a year or two. Yeah. So it's fun to do these things, fun to have these conversations, but it becomes really challenging to have faith that those, those plans will come to fruition. You know, you talked so much about last year's draft and how it could translate and do they fit in the system? And then it's like, people will bring that conversation up to you and say, Hey man, you know, don't, don't draft for a system because um, you know, they, they flush it out. Every, well, it's like, it's really hard because the best teams do that. They, they look for consistent traits and mid to late round guys that fit what their coach prefers to do on one side of the football or the other. And like your hope is, okay, if Joe Woods has a really good run here as defensive coordinator for the next year or two, he gets hired somewhere else that, you know, somebody on staff takes over the defensive coordinator role. Like that's how it works and how the good, you know, franchises <laughs> operate is that it stays with the system because some other young coach in the system jumps and goes somewhere, right? Like he he's, okay, the, maybe the defensive, I don't have the Browns coaching staff in front of me, but maybe the defensive line coach becomes the defensive coordinator. That's what you want. You know, you want those guys to, uh, to sort of step in if Joe Woods takes a head coaching job or something like that comes up. So, Look, we're going to keep talking about the future here. Um, it's really hard. I mean, we can focus on the present too, but the future is a big part of things for the Browns. And with a lot of, you know, with multiple players being exercised their fifth year option, which is not a th- common thread of the 2017 class, <laughs> it is it is going to be like, how do they continue to add talent while paying some of these guys? And how does it, how does it all shape up? I think those things are fun conversation to have. Ultimately, we don't know. They, they, there's so many different directions, important years for players like Denzel Ward and Baker Mayfield. There's so many directions those guys' seasons could go that swing all of this stuff. But a fun part of the downtimes here is having conversations about what it could look like. It's a big part of life, right, is hope, what it could look like um, <laughs> could look like in the future. So, Jared, thanks for joining me, man. Well, I'm sure we'll have this conversation several more times over the coming months and, hell, even years, man. Yeah, absolutely, brother. All right, guys, appreciate you joining us. Shout out to Jared for taking some time on a Sunday evening to also join us. Keep an eye out for that Jacob Phillips film room coming up, Fred's depth chart work coming up as well. Uh, Big thanks to our two sponsors, Blue Chew and BetOnline.ag. We appreciate you guys coming and joining us every day of the week. Hopefully we keep these in the same ballpark that keeps them short and quick and you're in and out. So join us at the OBR today. Take in a lot of Browns content. Join us as a subscriber. We always appreciate that love too. So until uh, until we talk again, go Browns.